This is Unsocial Spectators with Clay Harrison and Mark Ramsey. And uh, you can find us at unsocialspectators.com and also at unspectators on Twitter. All right, everyone. Welcome to episode 25 on Unsocial Spectators, your silver anniversary. Hey, now. How's it going? Oh, doing good. And uh, this week I have a story. All right. So I'm going to tell the story of when uh, Pine Top Perkins stole my sausage. Who sold your sausage? <laughs> yes. So Pine Top Perkins, he was he's a famous uh, blues a piano legend. Okay. Uh, he was born in Mississippi, and uh, he uh, recorded a song uh, at Sun Records for Sam Phillips, and he played uh, with Muddy Waters and just uh, Ike Turner, all kinds of people. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, I'll be talking about him later when I talk about the movie I watched. So, oh, okay. um, anyways, uh, he started off as a guitar player, but he got his arm cut in a knife fight with a chorus girl. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> so, now that's a story. So he couldn't play the guitar anymore and had to uh, start playing the piano. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy story. So he could play the piano, but not the guitar? Yeah, the way his, uh, he held his arm, you know. It, oh, yeah, okay. so he had to change to the guitar. But, uh, I mean, he had a lifetime Grammy Award achievement, a Grammy Award, and he was in the Blues Hall of Fame. I mean, just real famous. I got to okay. know, I got to know him. Uh, because he would always hang out at Antone's. He'd play at Antone's in Austin. And okay. I got to know a lot of the blues guys. Uh, Buddy Guy. I became... I, I got... I, I spent time with uh, Buddy... Oh, no, what's his name? Gary Clark Jr. When he, oh, was, okay. when he was like 16 years old. Okay. Uh, I hung I out, and hung out, and played video games with them. Uh, let me see. One time, uh, oh, my, oh my God, what was his name? He was uh, he was a uh, this guitar player. He was a blind albino. Uh, uh, oh, Johnny Winter, Johnny Winter. Okay. And he couldn't see very good, and he once fell off the stage, and I caught him. Yeah, Holy he, shit, dude. before he could fall, I pushed him back onto the stage. You know, so yeah, uh, we would always like see see these blues players, and you know, and uh, my friend Doug, his his wife uh, was a bartender at Antones. So that's how I got to know all of people. Clifford Antone, he used to come into Trader's Village for uh, baseball cards. 
So I actually knew him when I was like 12 years old, the first time I met Clifford. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, yeah. So, uh, uh, me and my buddy Doug were sitting outside in like this outdoor area that's fenced in, but you could still see people walking by. And... Pine Top uh, walked uh, walked up uh, walked by. He had left Antones, and he says, "Oh, what do you got there?" And I said, "Oh, it's a, a sausage. Uh, it was wrapped in a tortilla." Yeah. And uh, he said, "Oh, can I buy one of them from you?" And I said, uh, "Yeah, sure, man. Here you go." And he took it and jumped into the taxi, smiled real big and just stole my sausage. <laughs> uh, so, That's so, weird. Uh, so, steal your food and... You know, I, I always thought it would be a great story to tell people that a blues le- legend stole my sausage. Uh, I mean, he died, uh, I think, uh, 2011 or something like that, uh, when he was 97 and he still had, uh, 20 gigs booked. He was still working. Still. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He would also go to the elementary schools in Austin and, uh, play for kids too. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He was a good guy. But uh, yeah, Jeez, I can't even imagine living to '97, much less working. Look, at uh, they were so ripped off by all the music companies back then that yeah. I don't mind giving them a sausage. I mean, I always, <laughs> you know, I I will lo- give a blues player your sausage at any moment. Yeah, I loved listening to them play and everything like that. So yeah, that's my story of when Pine Top stole my sausage. Uh, so we, uh, this week we talk about movies from 1980 and you had, uh, one of my favorites, I think. Caddyshack is a lot of people's favorites. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's been, uh, talked about and homaged. Uh, it, it is just another one of those great R-rated movies we grew up with that is just a collection of stories weave together by one main story that you kind of just don't care about because you just remember the funny bits. Uh-huh. You know, you, you 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 remember the gopher. Even though the writer uh, of the film, Doug Kenny, hated the gopher. He, Doug Kenny is uh, the writer on this and on uh, Animal House with uh, Harold Ramis. And at this moment, they had asked him to, or, or they had... Uh, He's actually a character in the film as well. He's like one of the people sitting at the table with Rodney Dangerfield. But Doug Kenny had um, helped put together some of these stories that were collected from um, Brian Doyle Murray, uh, Joel Murray, and Harold Ramis, who had all worked as caddies. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, so they put all these stories together and then kind of put this mediocre story of this guy trying to make ends meet and get to college and choices in it but it it does matter i mean it's a nice choice to be made at the end of the film uh what are your quotables from uh dookie (laughs) 
Dookie. Um, uh, you it's know, a Cinderella story. Of course. Um, uh, be the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, anytime you're doing anything, just to try to make it sound cooler. Uh, yeah. It, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, what the Dalai not Lama say to him? <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, at the, uh, when you die, <laughs> the moment before you die, <laughs> yeah. you will have extreme enlightenment. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, so like, I got that funny. going for me. Yeah. So <laughs> there's so many, you know. Yeah, but the really cool thing in that movie was the first time Bill Murray and Chevy Chase appeared on screen together, and the last time they ever appeared on screen together. Chevy Chase, you know, known for leaving SNL uh, to go do movies, uh, is replaced by Bill Murray, but returned to SNL uh, and got into a uh, bare knuckle fight in the backstage. Yeah, yeah. Harold Ramis basically gets these two back together. Go, takes them to dinner and says, "Let's let you, you two are the biggest thing in this film. Let's put you two together." And they wrote a scene together, and that's Ty playing through <laughs> while, while Carl tells him about the weed that he has made this new grass that you can play golf on and smoke when you're done. Yeah, and it has some Doberman in it, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> but then. And, like, people don't remember, like, how... Like, like we've got Top Gun Maverick in theaters now. How fucking big was Kenny Loggins in the 80s? Oh, he Starting was Starting with I'm All Right. I mean, even in the 70s with, like, uh, um, who's it? Loggins and Messina. Yeah. He had had, like, a lot of... He, he was a Yacht Rock guy. Look, you're, had, you're, your mama don't rock and your daddy don't rock and roll or whatever. That yeah. I, I remember... Pooh's Corner about sure. like the the kids story and everything, but I mean we're starting the eighties with I'm All Right, which was a huge fucking hit, and just I think that helped elevate the Gopher thing. Sure. The Gopher isn't that funny other than Bill Murray and the song. Well, it's funny when the Go Gophers dancing, you know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but it's like even stuff today I watch, like I, do you watch Joe Para? Joe Para speaks with you or Joe uh, Para talks with you. No, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's on adult swim and I love it. It is, it, it is like slice of life comedy, but peaceful. Like, I don't know how to explain it other than it's something I put on a lot because I can rewatch it. It's like 11 minute episodes. Sure. And the tone is always like pretty media. Like, it's very tranquil. Yeah, I saw Caddyshack in the theater. I remember my my father, he would always be like, let's go to the movie. However, <laughs> he wouldn't check to see the time the movie started. So, I have... You would just walk in? I have seen so many movies as a kid uh, from the middle... To the end, to wait till yeah. it starts again, to watching <laughs> it till we came in, uh, maybe three or four movies like that, you know. So oh, but we had cable TV growing up, so we always you just turn on the TV. Oh and yeah, in the middle of a movie. No, so you gotta yeah, that at home too. Yeah, I watched a lot of uh, 
movies in the theater that way, though. So I remember coming into the movie with the dookie scene, the pool scene. (laughs) And just laughed my ass off and, you know, I said, oh, I got to stick around and watch the beginning of this movie. Yeah. But yeah, that that was because my father grew up in the Depression as a a kid. And uh, you would go to the movies in Texas in the air conditioning. That's why you went. You didn't care what was playing. You just had to cool off. So you would uh, start in the middle of a film. You didn't give a shit. You were just there not to sweat your ass off, you know? Well, uh, I... Like I just wanted to finish that thought on Joe Para is that he references like his kids. He's a teacher. His kids know what Caddyshack is, and they even mimic. They have a scene where one of the kids mimics the Gopher dance in there, and it's like when you watch it, there's like so many adult themes. It's weird that 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 R-rated material has kind of diluted down to being okay for like kids to watch. Oh, and sure. Even referencing nowadays. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I grew up, uh, n- my parents didn't give shit about, they took me to R-rated movies, and my mother took me to see Porky's, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, they didn't give a shit about that, so. Yeah, see, I never got taken to the movies to see that kind of stuff, I always just watched it on cable, so, yeah, you know, yeah, I just my- waited Waited like a year for it to be on cable. I, think. I could get pornos as a kid, they didn't give a shit, you know, so. Wow. Now I did rent like Faces of Death and stuff. Like yeah. that was okay. Like I could go into the movie store. I think was the name of our rental. Uh, yeah, store. the most violent film possible, but you can't see boobies, which are just <laughs> as crazy as elbows. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, but it's great. Like I love this movie so much. I've read about it and everything, and and I've talked about my love for Harold Ramis. But uh, Harold Ramis wrote in his book about working with Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney, at this point, had only been in stand-up. So he didn't know what action meant. He go, he just thought, it, he would he would start every scene with, okay, Rodney, do your bit. Yeah. That's yeah. how Rodney knew, knew to start. And then, you know, he did great films like, you know, Back to School and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, he did some shitty films, too. But my favorite yeah, he film he ever did was uh, what he did in uh, 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 Natural Born Killers. Just oh, yeah. fantastic, you know. So creepy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I used to watch Rodney on uh, uh, Johnny Carson when I was a kid. I loved, yeah. and when I knew he was going to be on, I was by the TV waiting for Rodney, you know. He would always wear great jackets. Oh. insane-looking stuff. But I loved his stand-up specials on, like, HBO. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like all the young comedian stuff and all that shit. Yeah, it yeah, was great Yeah, he had great, great people on. Mm-hmm. But that, that, the, the plot of the movie is essentially a kid, a poor kid, is trying to just get through life. He has an opportunity to get a scholarship. And uh, so he has, it's like sucking up to the snobs or being one of the slobs. 
Sure. And that's the snobs versus slobs, you know, that started a whole generation of these kinds of films. Well, Animal House started it. This is just a continuation of it. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, so, um, uh, well, th- my last story about this uh-huh. is Harold Ramis, who directed it, talked about Doug Kenny uh, at Doug Kenny's funeral um, because he he passed away right after this. He had gone to a mountain or a, a area and killed himself yeah uh, yeah a cliff by the cliff, ocean and, i believe and uh, harold said uh doug probably fell while looking for a place to kill himself <laughs> yeah because they had that kind of relationship they could joke about it so or at least he he knew he could at the end yeah, yeah. What's funny about the movie I picked? It has links to Animal House too, uh, the Blues Brothers, directed uh, by John Landis. Which yeah, he directed Animal House, I believe. Yeah, they, uh, were, they actually wanted him for uh, Caddyshack, but he took that movie, and they were mad about it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they uh, had two two members of Saturday Night Live, you know, uh, with John Belushi and uh, Dan Aykroyd. And I, I love the Blues Brothers. Just yeah. a fantastic film. I mean... Harry Fisher, after being Princess Leia... Comes in this movie and is just shooting machine guns like yeah, a badass. Yeah, and and uh, she shoots a bazooka, and she's yeah. you know she's just crazy in it, which is a lot of fun. Um, there's best soundtrack. One of the best soundtracks, uh, yeah, I believe. You know, there's so many good ones out there, um, but uh, I mean. So many great people. Uh, best, in my opinion, best car chase ever. Oh yeah, and yeah. the and the scene in the mall, the funniest ever, probably. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, did you spot Frank Oz in the movie? Okay, I wanted to go through my list of people that are in the yes. film. Uh, Frank Oz, uh, Cab Calloway. Oh, yeah. John Lee Hooker. Yeah. Yeah, he sings Boom Boom, and his piano player is Pine Top Perkins. Whoa. So Pine Top's in the movie. Uh, James Brown as a preacher, and his uh, soloist is Chaka Khan. Oh, shit. I forgot uh, about Shaka. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Bishop and John Landis play uh, state troopers. Yeah. You know, wish are funny. Uh, Carrie Fisher, of course, is in the movie. John Candy. Oh, fuck John Candy with that little tiny mustache. Orange whip, <laughs> orange whip, orange whip. Three orange whips. Yeah, <laughs> just greatness. Uh... Paul Rubens. Oh, Pee Wee Herman. Uh, he's their, uh, he's the uh, waiter in the um, restaurant in the film. <laughs> um, At that point, Paul Rubens had done Cheech and Chong movies. Yeah, yeah, much earlier, uh, a couple of years early, earlier. Uh, 
Um, uh, Henry Gibson as a a Nazi leader. (laughs) Great role in that film. He always played that kind of, like, stereotype. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aretha Franklin. One of the best performances in the movie is her. Oh, yeah, I agree. Ray Charles. Great. Uh, I mean, Ray Charles is blind and tries to shoot a kid. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Uh, uh, Let's see. Uh, Steve Lawrence is their manager. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Twiggy. The kids today wouldn't know who a Steve Lawrence is. Twiggy. Twiggy. Wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, Twiggy. Wow. She's in the at the gas station. Uh, you know, Steven Spielberg. I was gonna see if you got Spielberg. That was a yeah. Early Spielberg. Spielberg is uh, the at the tax assessor's office, and Working during and, lunch. And at the end of the film, a special cameo from Joe Walsh. Oh, shit. Really? Uh, he's the first person to jump up on top of the table in the prison scene. Oh, and, yeah. And he starts the riot. <laughs> That's a great scene, too. Yeah, yeah. So, so much action and fun. Uh, action, I got to see, I watched it again, I hadn't seen it in a few years, I love that film, it's just fun, Uh, one of the greatest musicals, I consider it a musical, really, you know. Oh yeah, it is, it is, definitely. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the scene from the country uh, uh, bar, just, they play Rawhide, and... They That's sing, another great performance. <laughs> they sing "Stand by Your Man." I mean, it just—it's—it's it's pretty, pretty great. That the songs being part of the story on how they calm down the crowd. So oh yeah, uh, the the nun who's who's fucking levitates. <laughs> oh yeah, beats the shit out of them with the ruler. Yeah, yeah, just good stuff. So yeah, I recommend uh, the Blues Brothers. If you haven't seen it, fuck the hell off. <laughs> I, I remember when I showed it to my stepson Spencer. You know, the only quotable line that he remembers for that movie was, "How much for the little girl?" <laughs> he would do that. How much for the little girl? <laughs> how much? How much for your women? Yeah, yeah, just (laughs) great stuff. Uh, So, uh, what have you been watching this week? Uh, I watched episode three of Obi-Wan, finally. Good? Wow. Yeah. I mean, just, I love the whole putting together of Darth Vader. Like, I mean, we saw it in Attack of the Clones, but... That was like supposed to be the climactic part. This was the buildup, yeah. And it and it just worked better seeing him go from like a quadriplegic to see those hands just inserted into his stumps and then just start moving his yeah. legs, the casing around his body and his head. Uh, and then there's one cinematic shot of him looking over the fire and the fires reflected in his lenses. Yeah. And 
just fucking amazing. She, uh, I think it's Deborah Chow's the director. She's doing an amazing job. Yeah, yeah. I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, uh, although uh, the uh, backlash from the fanboys is yeah. nauseating, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, the, the thing I always thought was great on the internet was when you would get collections of people who loved something and enjoyed it. And now, like, you hate those groups. <laughs> those fandom groups are just... Yeah, uh, yeah they're disgusting. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, 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 um, I'm looking forward to the next few episodes, definitely. Yeah, now, uh, Sung Kang is in it, and he's... A, I'm a big fan of Fast and Furious films, and he's in those. And he's playing, like, that brother... Uh, with the head, the helmet thing on. Uh-huh. And uh, we were theorizing, because that's like what a lot of the younglings, you see where those helmets in the early earlier films. Do you think that these people are younglings who they've turned or just force sensitive people? I have no idea. Okay. I mean... I was curious. Uh, it's... He, it's fun to speculate, but in my opinion, it's more fun to w- watch it, you know? Okay, yeah. I guess because you see um, the younglings that are wearing the helmets like that uh, in a scene when Anakin walks in and turns his lightsaber on, so you think he just killed a bunch of kids. Uh, yeah, maybe he, think, maybe he recruited them, you know? Maybe, he, yeah, he took them, and that's who these... Uh, the Inquisitor and everything are. I don't know. I'm digging it. I love the. Uh, uh, I love seeing. You and McGregor do this beaten man, this man who has lost, and is scared and is hiding. Yeah. Because that was the guy who was on the back of that truck that had to like turn it around and start fighting. And then even at that, when he came across that second set of stormtroopers, if it wasn't for that one person who was undercover, he looked like he had just wanted to give up everything because he just laid down his gun and just kind of goes down. Like the physicalness of his performance, I I just see how he plays it so different. It's very cool. Yeah, I'm definitely enjoying it so far. Uh, So I watched... uh... Uh, for the first time, I watched uh, Das Boot. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Holy shit. Is that a great film? Did you feel claustrophobic? Totally cl- claustrophobic, man. I mean, just in a fantastic film. Uh, a lot of people don't like uh, foreign films. I love them, but... Yeah. Uh, I don't mind reading the uh, the stuff. Actually, it's funny when I watch foreign films, I pay more attention because I have to. Yeah, you yeah know? same here. Uh, so that's that's one of the early foreign films I saw. Yeah, and it was so cool because there's there's I know there are scenes where like the alarms going off and they're running through the sub. Yeah, and you're just going from door to door. And you just feel like you're in such a tiny enclosed area, but you're looking at this big widescreen, and there's no dialogue. It's just running and screaming. Yeah, I agree. Wolfgang Peterson just makes a masterpiece in this film, you know? Yeah. Just great shit. 
I love uh, when you bring up films like that and the things I can recall from them are just like, you know, the feeling of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched another for, uh, foreign film, Gamora. And Gamora is an Italian uh, a film. I think they've recently done a spinoff TV series. But Gamora yeah. is uh, like these uh, poor kids in Italy that are in this... Uh, kind of like a poor housing community, you know. Yeah, like a ghetto. And, and uh, uh, where these couple of different uh, 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 groups or, or mafia groups are fighting each other and stuff. It's re- it was really good. I enjoyed it. And you see these kids uh, get recruited and stuff like that, you know. So, yeah, definitely check it out. I saw it on uh, Criterion Channel. Uh, Also on Criterion Channel, I saw Coonskin. Did you uh, watch it? No, I didn't watch it. You sent me the YouTube link. Uh, I need to. I need to watch it. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time because I don't think people would let that movie fly anymore it's not very pc no no it's a a cartoon and uh uh it has a live action and car one of the you know uh few with both and uh when he made uh ralph banksy or boshki boshki he he made wizards right yeah and he had done, uh, he had worked on the Lord of the Rings films. Yeah, and Wizards, he mixes uh, live action and uh, animation. He does that in this film, too. It was really yeah. interesting, you know. Well, he had done Fritz the Cat first, too, and that one yeah. became really popular because, of course, in Wizards, there do this whole scene where they killed Fritz. They killed Fritz, and he's actually like talking about the movie because they made a sequel to his movie he didn't really approve of. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, he did Cool World with uh, uh, Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt you know, and so, Kim Basinger, uh-huh, uh, which I'm watching a film in the middle of watching a film right now with uh, uh, Blind Date with Kim Basinger and, oh, uh, and Bruce. Bruce Willis. So, yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time, so I'm checking that out. Yeah, being a kid uh, at, at this time and discovering like heavy metal and uh, the Lord of the Rings series, you know, Ralph Bashi had a huge influence because of those Lord of the Rings films. He was doing rotoscope to help animate like a lot of the people and everything. So like I just learned a lot of animation just from watching those over and over and over again. And I still own those animated Lord of the Rings films. I think they're great. Yeah, good shit. So what else did you watch this week? Um. You know, Joe Bob did his weekly drive-in feature, and he did a movie from 1981. If you want to pick it for next uh, next week, it would be it's called The Monster Club, and it is Vincent Price telling. Uh, it's like an anthology. You know, he <clears throat> he's talking with a guy, and he's telling these stories as they go into the stories. Uh, the movie unfolds, and it's just a weird fun film it has like kind of a new wavey punky soundtrack like it's very pop punk or new wave at the time i couldn't tell huh. uh we were talking about it while we were watching it 
Um, because it just it's it's weird because it's just fun for a horror movie, <laughs> and so it was a nice live tweet with a bunch of people uh, on Friday night who were watching the last drive-in live with me. Huh? Yeah, I haven't uh, checked that out yet. But with uh, AMC Plus, I can watch Shudder live. Oh. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Because that's that's what every Friday night is, Joe Bob, and those are worth tuning in live for. And yeah. the, the problem is, is it overlaps with Mystery Science Theater because they do Friday night shows. So that uh, my two favorite uh, riffing shows over uh, conflict. Oh, oh, okay. Can you record one while the other's going, or? Well, it's more fun to do live. Sure. You get the recording afterwards, but you don't get to like follow along with people who are also watching. Okay. I mean, like Joe, Joe Bob has like five or six seasons of shows on Shutter, and you can go back and watch all of them, and they're all fun as hell. Yeah, I have them all on AMC Plus. But oh, uh, and but, Phantasm is the one I love the most because it's like a Christmas theme show, and it's four of the Phantasm movies. Yeah, AMC Plus is kind of cool. Uh, I can uh, watch uh, AMC live, and I can watch uh, Shutter live, and I think a few other channels. You know? yeah. Uh, oh, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, so that's kind of cool, but. Uh, uh, I always forget, you know, so uh, I need to make a schedule for that. So maybe I'll try it out next uh, Friday, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, because uh, I love I love just watching them with Joe Bob and the people who because like during this movie, uh, there's a bunch of art that's displayed, gothic art. And uh, and people are like, that's Bernie Wrightson, that's Bernie Wrightson. And someone looked it up during the screening, during the film. I actually think it was Devin. Devin Pike uh, looked it up and it's a artist named John Bolton who used to paint uh, a lot of comic books. And this was just some inking work. That's very awesome looking. I mean, it was so close to Bernie Wrights and stuff. People were saying that all night, but it was nice to see some comic book stuff show up in uh, the last drive-in. Uh, so, uh, uh, on, on AMC plus, I, uh, started watching season two of Godfather of Harlem. Oh yeah. How's that? Great. Great. Uh, I mean, the first season was awesome. It's cool because, I mean, this is about a real person, but they, you know, take, uh, uh, liberties with it. I mean, yeah. Malcolm X. You don't know if the, these conversations actually happened. Right. Yeah. But they, these two people knew each other. They, yeah, they knew each other and Malcolm X is in it and a lot of the people and a lot of history. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Forrest Whitaker, just fantastic actor. Boy, yeah. he goes from uh, Fast Times to Ridgemont High <laughs> to Ghost Dog all the way, you know, just, you know, to uh, being... He, he's in Black Panther. He's like the, the wise priest. He's in uh, Star Wars, Rogue One, Rogue One, you know. He played Edie Amin. I can't remember the name of the movie he played. Yeah, Amin Last in. King of Scotland, I believe. That's it, yeah. Yeah, he's just great, man. Everything he does is pretty fantastic. 
so I watched him in a movie the other day called Smoke with Harvey Cartel and from the nineties. Yeah, yeah, great films. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. good in that too. Yeah, a bunch just, of like interstitial moments of like diner yeah. people and yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, a cigar store, you know. So yeah, pretty 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 cool shit. I think Bill Murray has a scene with the RZA uh, from Wu Tang Clan. I think they're both in it together. I think you have that mixed up with something I, else. I think that's a hundred cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen a hundred cigarettes. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's a, a Jarmusch film, right? No, that's coffee yeah. and cigarettes. <laughs> I get them all mixed coffee up. Coffee and cigarettes, that's what it is, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's some cigarette, some coffee movie. I don't yeah, know. that has Bill Murray in it, I believe. Yeah, good shit. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what else have you been seeing? Um, nothing. <laughs> nothing? <laughs> really, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I. it's been a rough week of, like, I need to find a job. Oh, and okay. so most of my TV background is like reality bullshit that I don't care about so that I'll focus on my laptop. And uh, yeah, it's crunch time. I have to find some kind of work that I can do from home. Tomorrow. Well, uh, tomorrow. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, good luck with that, man. Um, I, I took your advice. I saw the stuntman. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Pretty You're a tool, film. man. And Pretty Steve Railsback, I told you, like I, uh, Steve Railsback was at Texas Frightmare Weekend when I went, and I did not realize how small he is. He is a tiny little man, but he is so good in that movie, dude. Like him and Peter O'Toole. Peter O'Toole is just out to kill him, and just is so. I don't know how how to say how his character is he's, about it. He's, he's Peter top. O'Toole. He's <laughs> yeah, he's played he's, Peter O'Toole. Uh, he's my favorite year, you know that kind of show. Yeah. Uh, but I watched uh, uh, a couple of Nicolas Cage movies this week. Yeah, uh, hope you're listening, Kyle. Yeah, a couple of first watches. Snake Eyes. I've never seen that. Brian De Palma. Yeah, I know. I've never seen it. Okay. It just does. For some reason, it just does not look appealing. Is it's, David Caruso in that? Uh, no. It's pretty I good. I don't know why I think. Uh, yeah. And then I watched uh, one of his films that I didn't like too much. Pay the Ghost. Never even heard of that. <laughs> Man, that had to go straight to his family album or something. I don't... <laughs> what the fuck was that? You know, straight to Indian TV. I don't know. Uh, but I, I I had uh, some other first watches that are pretty good. A Vanilla Sky. Oh, yeah. Great uh, film. Tom Cruise. Uh, it's a remake too of another movie, a Spanish movie, I believe. I don't know. I thought it was really good. Uh, Evil Ed. Oh, the uh, uh, slash Eddie Slasher movie. Yes, yeah, that's uh, awesome movie. Slasher comedy. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's. I bet you Joe Bob has done uh, some. He has done that yeah. one. That's how I saw it. Yeah, yeah, pretty funny film. Uh, I saw Mother. Mother. Oh, is that the Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah. I hated that movie. I thought it was batshit crazy, and I thought it was total anxiety through the yeah. whole film, you know? Yeah, Just you're, you're bothered weird. by her treatment, and then you're supposed to interpret it as Mother Earth and how we treat Mother Earth. That's the idea of the film? Yeah, really wacky film, you know? Is that Darren Aronofsky? Yes, definitely. Yeah, uh, I've heard a bunch of people. He he made Men recently, I believe. And yeah. uh, a lot of people say it's just as bad as Mother or similar to you know. Yeah, uh, you know, Daniel watched that. I can't remember what he said about it. I'll have to touch base again. Oh, I watched uh, the first three episodes of the new uh, season of The Boys, which was really good, man. Yeah. I, I love that show. So, yeah, I was excited to see that. And uh, I, I finished up Shorzy, and uh, pretty good. Not bad. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. A, a fun, and I saw Little Kenny. Which is a cartoon. Of, yeah, they're animated spin off. Uh, yeah, spin off baby uh, letter. It's Muppet Kenny Babies Kid. for Lenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty funny. And uh, I just uh, uh, this morning finished watching Carrie again for the 20th time. Now, there's a movie that's been remade quite a few times. A couple of, uh, I think it was made twice. Um, I think three times. Uh, I know there are two other films. Yeah, unless there's a TV movie that I don't know of. I think there was a sequel called Carrie to the Rage that was a sci-fi movie TV sequel. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, did you read my review of uh, Carrie? I, se- I sent it to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't read the whole thing. Uh, go, go, ahead, stars. go ahead and pull it up. I think it's pretty funny. I want you All to right. read the review real quick. All right, let me break out the readers. Let's see. Five stars. Uh, Steven Spielberg's ex-wife asked the greatest American hero to take a witch to the prom, and RoboCop's girlfriend asked Vinnie Barbarino to kill a pig with a sledgehammer so she can dump the blood on the witch's head when she wins Queen of the Prom, a feel-good film. <laughs> that was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's my review. Uh, you can uh, check out my reviews on, uh, I'll post them up on the uh, Twitter page. So, yeah. So I do a bunch of funny movie reviews there, and I'll post them from now on on the uh, Twitter. I need to get back to... Uh, adding my reviews 
there because I'm oh, really bad about it. It's fun to add crazy reviews, you know. Just yeah. batshit crazy reviews. So next week, we're going to be looking at the films of 1981. Holy shit, are there some good ones. Yeah. Raiders. My dinner, my dinner with Andre. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Just Sharky's Machine. Okay. I, I'm going to pick one of my favorite uh, films ever. Ever? Scanners. Fuck. <laughs> I got um, Scanners. I no no. I have two that I'm torn between, and it and, it, and they. <laughs> um, I want to do Time Bandits. Oh, great film! But I also want to do Under the Rainbow. Great film as well. Batshit film, but great. Batshit film. I, I I really feel like Under the Rainbow. What sucks though is is like you have to pay for it. Like I've at least watched yeah. some stuff on YouTube for free, but like they're trying to get you to pay two ninety nine for a movie from nineteen eighty one that's just inappropriate to put on DVDs. I'm gonna take one of those two. Okay. Yeah. If I can get under the rainbow, I'm gonna do that one. But I know I own Time Bandits, so I'll definitely talk about Terry Gilliam. Look, Time Bandits is cheaper, you know. So. Yeah, it's just it, uh, I love Time Bandits for being like the first modern fairy tale I had really seen as a kid, uh, and then yeah, I the thing I, I love about Under the Rainbow is just it's fucking batshit. I remember seeing Time Bandits in the theater as a kid and being kind of scared. Oh, really? Yeah, scared of the uh, what was it the the evil night. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, but anyways, uh, tune in next week to find out uh, what uh, Clay picked, and if he got a job. So yeah, hey. uh, two things. It's a real cliffhanger. Yeah, it definitely a cliffhanger. So thanks everyone <laughs> for uh, checking out the podcast and tell your friends and. Uh, rate us on iTunes or any of the podcast plot. Look, I don't give a shit what you do. <laughs> That's <laughs> the honest answer. We're doing this for fun. And hello, yeah. hello, Morton. My cousin in Denmark listens to this show, so I just oh, I wanted to say. Hello, and I hope you had a good time in Berlin. All right, then. All right. We'll see everybody later. Have a good one. See ya.